joining the FreightWaves team gives me the opportunity to talk to so many rad people, and one of those people is Donica Markigard, who recently appeared on a special edition of Cyberly for Earth Day. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. I am your host, Blythe Brumley, and you might be asking yourself, who's Donica? How can she help enlighten us on saving the planet? And what's so new about all this? Well, let me tell you. Because carbon is often seen as a dirty word when it comes to the desire to save the planet, but what if we could utilize that source of carbon to create a cohesive environment from the soil to the animals we eat and the air we breathe? That's the concept around regenerative ranching, and Donaga is hoping to bring awareness to that idea that carbon doesn't have to be our enemy. She was in Netflix's documentary, Kiss the Ground, where many viewers, including myself, were given their first glimpse of how the human species can utilize regenerative farming practices that takes carbon from the air and replenishes it to where it's needed most, our soil. Creating an environment where the soil and the animals are biologically conditioned to thrive, farmers like Donaga are using technology to create a cohesive ecosystem on their ranch to avoid the negative side effects that factory farming has on our planet. In our chat with Donaga, she's breaking down how she got started as a regenerative rancher and how cattle can be good for the environment by mimicking nature to restore carbon in the soils and promote biodiversity. I hope you guys enjoy this chat as much as I did. Welcome in, everybody, to a very special edition of Cyberly. Normally, we're here every Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Freight Waves, talking tech, the creator economy, and how it all sort of ties into the world of logistics. But today, we've actually got a special edition for the Net Zero Carbon Summit. We are talking creating carbon allies through regenerative ranching. And to celebrate Earth Day, I get the honor of chatting with Donaga Markey guard from Netflix's Kiss the Ground documentary. She's a regenerative rancher who uses technology to create cattle grazing patterns on her land that actually mimics mimics nature to restore carbon in the soil and promote biodiversity. That's kind of a fancy way of saying that carbon can actually be an ally when used as nature intended. This creates a sustainable food system where close to 80% of today's farmland can implement ASAP without a huge cost investment. Now, Netflix isn't only, you know, Donaga's claim to fame. She's also a wife, a mother of four. She's the author of two books, Dawn Again and Wolf Girl. She's a speaker and a regenerative rancher at her namesake, Marky Guard Family Grass-Fed. So thank you so much, Donaga, for coming on the show today. We were actually chatting a little bit prior before the show started, and, and you're actually participating in a ton of, of interviews today for Earth Day. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I just got off the Zoom uh, call with a bunch of third graders who were very fired up about the soil. Oh my gosh. So so what were what were one of the I guess the top questions that the third graders were, were asking you? How does the soil store carbon from the atmosphere? So pretty, pretty bright third grader there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, that could actually lead into my first question because I, before I watched the Kiss the Ground documentary on, on, on Netflix, I assumed that, that sort of once CO2 emissions are released into the atmosphere, it's sort of a, a done deal, the, the damage is done. 
But through regenerative farming practices, we can actually take that carbon and replenish it back into the soil, theoretically reversing global warming. And, and do I have that correct? Am I as smart as a third grader? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. So, so break that down a little bit for us. So, so when you when we talk about re regenerative farming, what does that entail? Yeah. So, what we are aiming for is green living plants covering as much of the planet as possible. And then you have photosynthesis. So you have these plants that are growing and green, drawing down carbon through photosynthesis and storing it where it belongs long-term in the soil. So some of the studies that we have done on our ranches, uh, the, that carbon continues to increase year after year. And if just 10% of California's 54 million acres of rangeland were to sequester equivalent amount of carbon, that would be equivalent of taking 2 million vehicles off the road uh, for one year. And if all of the global uh, agriculture soils were to just build 0.4% soil organic carbon, it would essentially halt human-caused emissions. And on our ranches, we're seeing a raise of about 7% soil organic carbon. And that's all through working with nature and helping to let nature do her job and how the carbon cycle functions and the water cycle and the mineral cycle and really just enhancing the incredible, miraculous beauty that is called our planet Earth. So when did you become first aware uh, of these different kind of practices? Was, was this something that, that you jumped into knowing right off the bat? Or did you start out as a rancher, as a farmer, and then convert it into these methods? I started out as an ecologist. So I was a wildlife tracker. I specialized in tracking large predators. I loved being on the trail of a pack of wolves or a grizzly bear and uh, really learning about that interplay of uh, predator and prey because as I was tracking wolves, I realized the predators move the prey species being the elk and then the elk move the plants and then those plants become healthier when they have grazing animals and then the soil becomes healthier. And there's actually more life that is created in that intact ecosystem than if there was not the predator. So there is no ecologically intact ecosystem devoid of animals. Animals play a very important role in nature. So there should be no agriculture system devoid of animals because animals bring back that fertility. They help to increase that carbon cycle and they, they also can eat things that we as humans cannot eat. And they're actually helping the soil and helping the planet when they're managed in an intentional way. And so when you talk about be, being a wildlife tracker and then you ultimately find yourself in a role of managing a ranch, I, I think you, your ranch is what, like 10,000 acres? Is that correct? 
Yeah. 11,000 acres. Yep. Wow. So, so how did you find yourself moving into that role? And I, I imagine that a lot of your wildlife experience now transcends into your farming and ranching practices, correct? Yes, absolutely. It's all about nature observation. When we immerse ourselves in nature and we observe how nature functions and we figure out how we can play a role because the uh, sort of the saying of just let nature be, that really doesn't work, especially now as we're seeing the climate um, cause disasters such as wildfires. We really need to be looking more at an indigenous perspective. How did the indigenous people who tended to this land uh, before settlement, uh, how did how did they tend to that wild? And they did a lot of harvesting and keeping areas clean and open. And so if we can start to take our place um, as part of nature and actually an asset and do the work that needs to be done so that we can uh, help to bring back abundance and biodiversity and feed people and planet at the same time. I love that. So with your farmland, it's about 11,000 acres and you're located just in and around the San Francisco area. And when I I think of San Francisco, I think of San Francisco as, as one of the tech capitals of the world. But how are you using technology in, in your ranching and your farming practices? Yeah, absolutely. We're um, situated in a really prime area to take on some of these challenges, uh, some of the biggest challenges that we're facing now in our time. So we're right across the hill from Silicon Valley. And so a lot of um, the people that purchase from us, uh, they are, they're, you know, working on some of these, you know, big problems through technology. So some things that have come out of that are mapping software. Software such as uh, Pasture Map that I talk about in Kiss the Ground. And now what we're doing is we're mapping out our uh, how we're moving the animals across the landscape, how we're observing nature and interacting with nature through our regenerative ranching practices. And then the scientists come in and they study the vegetation biodiversity, they study the bird life, they study how much carbon is being drawn down into the soil. So that, that can all be mapped out and related to how humans can play a role in reversing climate change and drawing down carbon. So it's really an exciting area to be ranching because we've got so many bright minds and so many people thinking about these biggest problems that are facing our time right now. And so with speaking to those problems, I mean, ultimately, you know, a, a lot of businesses will, will get involved in this industry, I imagine, because there, there's some kind of success that they can see with it, whether it's an environmental standpoint or actually monetary standpoint. How are you, you measuring success? What do the, the economics of, of running a, a regenerative ranch look like? Are you, are you selling the meat locally? Are you, uh, what does that look like for you? 
Yeah, so we sell 100% certified and bird-friendly grass-fed beef. Um, we also sell lamb and pork and chicken throughout the Bay Area. And we've been doing this for over 16 years. So we, uh, we have really great relationships with all of the folks that purchase from us. And we feel like it's very mutually beneficial, that people can trust that when they're purchasing our products, that they know that their rancher is connected to nature and doing their part in helping to regenerate soil and regenerate planet Earth. So uh, it's, it's, it's a great partnership that we have uh, with the landowners that we lease from, the parklands and the land trust and the private landowners, as well as the thousands of people locally here in the Bay Area that source their nutrient-dense grass-fed meats from a rancher that they know and trust. So it, it feels like it's, it's definitely like a, a circular approach, not only from a nature perspective, but also from a community perspective. So why, I guess my next question is, why aren't more farmers and ranchers adopting these kinds of practices? Uh, really, industrial agriculture, which is the majority of agriculture that's being done, and a lot of that is corn and soy being grown to feed the animals in a feedlot. So with a grass-fed beef uh, scenario, you would not need all of that corn and soy to be grown to feed those animals in those horrific conditions. Mm -hmm. So the transition, however, is not set up so that farmers can just plug in. In industrial agriculture, it's easier for farmers. They've been doing it for generations. They have the skills. They have the support from subsidies to grow these conventional commodity crops. So a lot needs to happen to support farmers and ranchers to make the shift to regenerative. The burden should not just fall on the farmer or rancher because many of them, they're just trying to put food on the table and create a good livelihood for their families. So it's up to businesses. It's up to governments, uh, large brands that you see are sourcing now like Timberland and Patagonia um, from regenerative farms and ranches. So um, to shoulder some of that burden of that transition. And it can happen. It's possible. I have hope. But it's going to take everyone. Well, well speaking of everyone, and, and for folks like me who, who watch a documentary like Kiss the Ground, what, what does that next step look like for us to support people like you, farmers and ranchers that are out there doing the right things? Yeah, I would say first engage and uh, get educated. Where are the regenerative farms and ranches in your area? Um, connect with the soil, uh, grow something, because every time you grow something green, you're part of the solution. You're helping to draw down carbon through photosynthesis. So uh, get out there and engage and source from regenerative farms and ranches and take action for the future generations. Well, thank you so much. For, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can people find more of your work? You can visit our website, markygardfamily.com or follow me on Instagram, Dawn, D-A-W-N dot again. Also the name of my first book. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. As always, you can find each show I publish along with more insight over on my website at digitaldispatch.io. If you like this podcast, and I think you'll love another show I host, Cyberly, which covers the attention economy, B2B marketing, and how it all ties into the world of logistics. That show airs every Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here live on Freight Waves TV. There are also some links to my social media accounts along with my products and services that might be of interest to you found in the show notes or again over on my digitaldispatch.io website. If you found this episode interesting and or entertaining, be sure to share it with a friend. Word of mouth is the best kind of marketing, and since podcast discoverability has and remains an issue in this medium, I trust that folks like yourself will share it with those who would also find it useful. Until next time, my name is Blythe Brumleven. I will see you real soon.